Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Part two of our conversation with Lee McKenzie, the author of the book, She Seems So Normal. That's a very cool title. She Seems So Normal, Shattered the Plastic Princess, Embrace Authentic Faith. And I, and I love that title. She Seems So Normal, which she is. If you listen to part one of the conversation, she's very normal. But we're going to get into her story here in part two. So I want to save plenty of time, room, and space for my guest, Lee McKenzie, who joins me on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Hey, Lee, how are Hi, you? Hi, Brian. It's so good to be back again. <laughs> yes, it's good to have you back. So take me as far back as you want to go. You were talking in the first part about, you know, working for mega churches and doing this and that and helping with research and sermon series and things like that. But your book is about biblical trauma healing. And you've got a story you mentioned briefly in the first part about going okay. through trauma therapy. So take me back as far back as you want to go and just tell your story. And I'll jump in with, with additional questions and things yeah, like that. Sure. But I want to give you the space and room to, to tell your story. That's so nice of you. Thanks, Brian. Well, a lot of it is that, um, I, so I've been a writer for a while. I was a mommy blogger for Pure Fight. I was one of the top Pure Flix mommy bloggers at one point. And I had been just kind of doing that. I've been doing the Bible research for the preachers and pastors and starting to put things together. I was writing for magazines. I was going to some of the conferences, the writing conferences and meeting different people. And I just really didn't feel like I had a book in me. I just kind of laughed. I'm like, well, I'm just out here because I'm, hey, I'm Lee. Nice to see you. <laughs> Let me encourage you and uh, cheer you on. And it was funny. I met a woman at one of the conferences, Michelle, Dr. Michelle Novotny, who is cited throughout the book. And it's really funny. She and I became friends on the last day. And I, I have tended to be a very lone wolf because of, um, it's just how I have been in the past. Um, it's what, it's my guard. It was the plastic princess. And she and I became friends. She just kept trying to be a friend with me. And I'm like, why is she trying to be a friend with me? She's like, she's like super successful everybody was like blah 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 all over her thinking because she was amazing had many books that she had published and i as we got past the conference she and i just were praying for each other and you know talking each other through a variety of different things and she happens to be a a psychotherapist 
And she said, have you ever thought about getting trauma therapy? And I was like, huh? No. Like, why? And she's like, well, I mean, you've been abused, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, just a little bit. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, second grade, it was babysitter's husband. Not that big of a deal. Like, people have had worse. And she's like, well, you might want to, like, she's seeing the signs of everything. And she's like, you might, you know, want to. She suggested it a couple of times, and I kind of laughed it off. And then I was kind of like, you're serious, right? And she's like, yeah, I think it would really be highly beneficial if you would consider it. And so I did. And it was funny because <laughs> I, at the very start of it, this is like back in 2019, and this is in the fall. And I, I'm going to tell you a weird story. I woke up and it was, I heard Psalm 23, 4 in my head. And it was like, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your word with me. Mm -hmm. And then I wake up and it's like, I hear in my heart, go for a run. And so I went for this run. I'm like, I don't run. Like this girl doesn't run anymore. I'm old. Right. And I just started out on this run and I felt God just going, pushing me forward and telling me which way to go and how to go and up the hill and everything else. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I had run through two cemeteries. He told me to turn around and look, and there was death above me and death below me. And I was like, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. What? Wait, how did that happen? And literally there was death above me, death below me, and God had orchestrated the entire run well ahead of me ever even entering trauma therapy. So fast forwarding about a month or two later, it was like, I knew God had never left me. He had never forsaken me, you know, go for a run, four little mm -hmm. words of, of be, me just being stupidly obedient and kind of grumpy about it. And I just went through it and found that God orchestrated something that could be very hard potentially. And he did that before I even entered the trauma therapy. I started an EMDR, uh, December, 2019, and it was rough because I, uh, there was a lot of stuff I didn't remember. God has a really great way of allowing trauma survivors to dissociate and deny and all the now, other. Now, when fun you things. say MDR, what what do you mean by that? Sure, the EMDR therapy. EMDR. It's the um, you're going to ask me this. It's I call it EMDR. It's a electric magnet something with light. Okay, yeah. The, it's the light buzz buzz paddles, and then they have lights that go back and forth. And so it's did, a did you did you have so when you were we were beginning this process did you think to yourself hey that was so long ago you know i i you know I, i've got a husband now i've yeah. got kids you know I'm it's cool. yeah. it was so long ago and it's like did you ever question like what am i doing this for like what why why is this what what, what are we doing here yeah i actually did because i'm like all right well i guess i mean i know how if you saw me and knew me and you were a psychotherapist like Michelle is, you would be like classic, classic, classic symptoms of childhood sexual abuse and pretty traumatic childhood sexual abuse, uh, eating disorders, um, panic attacks, PTSD, which I didn't know was PTSD at the time. Um, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the stuff blowing up sideways. I had it all together when I was out in public, but yet the people I love the most, uh, they got, they bore the brunt of a lot of the frustration and the anger that I couldn't actually put in the right spot. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was really, you know, I can't, couldn't hold 
I have struggles with interpersonal relationships back then. And I was like, if you piss me off, I'm the, I'm the walk away. I'm out the door girl. Mm-hmm. I will never even remember your face, your name. Um, and I literally do not remember people's faces because that's a gift of trauma. I don't remember faces unless I really, really know you. And so as I was going through it, I was just like, well, I'm fine. Like I'm functioning. Right. And the more we got into it, like I didn't, there was so much stuff I didn't remember. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise. But if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And I had, I had asked a friend um, who was a therapist. I'm like, we're friends. So do you have somebody you could refer me to? And she's like, there's this amazing, amazing EMDR therapist that she's just been trained up. She's fantastic. So I'm like going in on my first try. And I'm like, this is what we need to fix. Like I bossed, I bossed this poor therapist around. Wow. That's what I was, well, that's what I was used to doing. Like yeah. I clean up, I clean up, I clean up problems. That's what I did at church. Like you got a problem with the sound, I'll clean it up. You got a problem with the, with this, I'll clean it up. I'll take care of it. I got it. So I was very used to like coming in and cleaning it up. And so I was like trying to clean up myself in like four weeks. And what we found out was that, um, I had been groomed from the age of about three. My dad and mom split up. Um, and the man that my mom brought in was not um, a good guy and he was a predatory groomer and abuser. And so my grooming started when I was about three um, and culminated when I had graduated from preschool. So I had just turned five or six and that was when the really bad stuff happened. I call it the red room incident. Um, That's when he stole my innocence and my purity. And so I didn't remember any of this. I, I mean, that, it wasn't safe that when I was younger, it wasn't safe for me to remember that because mm-hmm. I had to live with him for a very long time. And so it was just a hard, it was a hard, like I would have, it would uncover in it, the book, it uncovers it very slowly. And I'm really, 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 really super cautious. Um, I don't give a whole lot of details about anything that happened sure. because no. I don't want to trigger anybody. I don't want to. Well, I want to be good about that. Well, Lee, here's the thing that came to my mind initially. You were talking about the situation. You just said, I had to live with this person for many years, not to mention having to keep this secret from your mother. We don't know what she knew. There you go. There you go. And so 
you you you're th- you're thinking okay this is and I don't want to put words in your mouth I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes you're probably okay. thinking this was so far in the past you know that was a long time ago I don't want to go to that place because to your point about the cemeteries right it's dead and buried and it's done and I I'm 51 years old and I'm I'm you know I've got kids of my own and life is good and and let's just leave that let's just leave that dead and buried let's not dig that up anymore yep the dead bones yeah right. the dead bones of abusers long past but the right. problem was that it the patterns were so established and I am I am so well groomed the patterns were so well established mm-hmm. that the collateral damage that I was causing to my own family was I quickly saw that it it's not worth it it's not worth it when my kids are walking on eggshells. Did mom have a good day or a bad day? Is she going to blow up? What's she going to blow up about? Um, my husband managing, you know, <laughs> trying to manage, like, keeping the roof on because Lee's losing her crop one day. And um, the, and he never knows when it's going to, when I'm going to blow. And so that that's one of those hard things that I kept, once I started going, this, I don't think, I thought it was working. <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, Did you and- ever have a like an out of body experience? And let me explain what I what I mean by that. Did you ever have an out of body experience as you're going through this therapy, where you go, "Who is this person that I am forced to now look at?" Like, I cannot believe that this and this and this caused me to do this, 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 and this. It's almost like, and I don't I don't want to trivialize it, but here's here's the way I can I can rationalize it in my mind. It's like doing something that normally you don't do. Like say you you drink alcohol and it causes you to do something. And and I've never drunk alcohol, so I, I couldn't tell you. Or I'm just what I hear. Or I took this drug, I had this experience, it caused me to do this, and it's like that is so outside. Me, like yeah. we were talking about basketball before. What 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 it reminded me of was Len Bias, the late Len Bias, who does cocaine once or twice in his life and the second time it kills him. Like, you know, that that just is like, and you've got people that are addicted to it that do it day in and day out, and it seems like nothing happens to them. Yeah. Did you feel like during your 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 therapy, did you ever have a moment where you were horrified with yourself as as a as like, I cannot believe that this is me like oh my gosh you know what what were those times like for you when you were forced to confront the things that you tried to to bury all those years ago yeah it was it was like an out of of body experience partly because literally i was having ptsd intrusive events and so if you know anything about most people know it in terms of soldiers and the soldiers will come back from the battlefield, but they still have the PTSD. They can't sleep. They're hypervigilant. They're all the other things. And it's like. And you know that from your military live. background. So right. you're very well, you and your husband both having a military background, you, you're very well aware of that. Totally. And, and a really, you know, a heart for that too, because you're not even in your body. You're not even in the present. You are reliving something that is coming up from the past. And you're like, you've got to be kidding me. This is what happened. This is what I'm seeing. This is what's happening. And literally I had to have like a ton of coping mechanisms to make my, like just to get out. I was, my brain literally got stuck in the past 
for 20 minutes. And so those kinds of things, and, and then just going, oh my gosh, that's why I do this. Oh my gosh, the reason why I struggle with eating disorders is because it's the programming. You know, if you're with a man who likes five and six and seven-year-olds, he got really mean when I started to become a woman, like horrifically mean. And so, of course, I'm trying to get back to, well, maybe if I was like that, you know, what I was before, maybe I, maybe he'll like me again. Maybe he'll be nice to me. He, maybe he won't call me a, whatever he calls me that we don't need to say here. Um, maybe he he just won't, he won't like stat, like verbally stab me all the time. And, and so it's like that to go through the psychology of what happened and how it really twists the image. It's, there's a chapter called warping the image of God. And, it, and it's, this is actually really hard for me to talk about because I still struggle. Well, thank you for your transparency. I, I am grateful for that. Here's what I leave. I think about what you just said. You know, it, it is, you know, yes, husband and wives take on the, the, the personality of, of the other one at times. The longer, you know, I've been married to my wife for 26 years. There are things that I used to do that I don't do anymore because I, you know, I know it, you know, happy wife, happy life. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not real smart, but I'm, I'm smart enough to figure smart that out. There. <laughs> but, but here's what I'm, here's what I'm sensing in your story is that your abuser, cause you talked about grooming, right? And you were like, I have to imagine, and, and forgive me if I'm overstepping my bounds. I just want to bring some more clarity to the audience. You're like, oh, okay, what's, what does that have to, I can, I can see your abuser going, why are you eating that? You shouldn't eat that. You know, you, you need not to, you know, I want a piece of chocolate cake. Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't eat that. I was always no. on a diet. My mom yeah. always had me on a diet actually. Yeah. Um, even when I was seven and eight and nine. So we were always well, on a diet. And grooming, listen, grooming is not natural for adults to do that to each other, let alone an adult child relationship what was your breakthrough moment like if you can take me to that moment where you go now all of this makes sense all the behaviors that i've done for all these years it makes sense to me now and this is why i did the way the things that i did was there a moment where you just had that breakthrough mm. I feel like God has been so gracious to me and that he allows the revelations to come when they need to come. It wasn't like a lot of really big one-timer, like bam, shazam, kajow. Like it wasn't like fire from heaven or something like that. Um, and then it was all gone and I understood everything. I feel like it's this progressive revelation of he doesn't like, there's so much, <laughs> I'm quite jacked up in many different ways <laughs> and I am getting so much better. Praise Jesus. And thank you too. Also, So you didn't therapist. have that barefoot experience where God was just like speaking to you through a burning house plant or something like that, you know, well, and, and he everything did just, a, they, they, yeah. he had a lot of the, I had a lot of those kinds of experiences, but it wasn't like the wham, bam, this is the one time and yeah. I'm healing you from everything. It's been this like, there was something like I went and had like a massage last week and the Lord literally released something inside of me on this massage table at freaking whole foods, uh, a chair massage. And it was like, he released some emotion and I'm like bawling through this 
this massage. And I'm like, I finally released something that was so deep. And I think it might've been like that I have to please everybody around me that, and because if you have been abused, it, you keep trying to figure out how can I please you? I just, can I get it right? Did I do something wrong? Did I get mm-hmm. marks? So is there somewhere on here? Like, can I clean off the mark that says abuse me? Um, can I, and you get into the perfectionist mode and then you're like, how can I help you? How can I help you? I'm always hypervigilant. Wow. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Please, can I make you happy? Please, please, please. Like pat me, pat me, pat me. Just like me, just like me. And like, that is a, that is a hamster. That is a hamster wheel in and of itself. And so I feel like, that, you know, just from like last week, I'm like book released and people may say the book sucks and that how dare I write about these things and how mm. dare I bring this into the church or how dare I blah, blah, blah. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. It's your story. It's who it's your story. I don't listen. I don't care. Right. (laughs) And I don't, it's not for you. Obviously, if you don't like it, it ain't for you. No, and Lee, you should never apologize for telling your story. (laughs) I, I, this is why this podcast exists. I wanted to be very (laughs) intentional about telling the stories of people who have overcome things. Mm -hmm. And I have had people on that have been sexually abused as a child. They've been physically and verbally abused. Mm -hmm. That there have been domestic abuse situations. There have been, you know, you can run through the litany of episodes. That's a common thread is somebody has overcome something. And and that's the stories. Those are the stories I want to tell because life has such a way of connecting people through experiences. And and there there I, I have learned this. And forgive me for going off on a tangent. There is something powerfully connective about a trauma experience when somebody goes through a traumatic experience. Like, I have a heart for people that lose a parent suddenly. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost a parent suddenly, and I'm like, I know exactly. We were in church one Sunday. I'll, I'll share this with you because you, you, this, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I was in church Sunday, and there was a young man in our church that was just bawling his eyes out and I instantly knew why mm-hmm. and there were some guys around praying for him and I said guys excuse me let me jump in here and I whispered in his ear and I said I know exactly what you're going through and I said this is what you're going through but this is how you have to overcome it right and he just started breaking even more I knew it I recognized it. I could see it 
when 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 you are looking, you you have that experience. You're getting a massage at a Whole Foods, and and there's something breaking inside of you. What was the aftermath for you like when you go? Because the Lord has a way, and I'm not trying to turn this conversation religious for those of you that aren't Christians, okay? But Lee and I are Christians, so here's here's the lens of how we see it. The Lord uses some things to open up things in your mind and in your life where you go, you have that, you have the, it's like a divine V8 moment, right? It's like the, the divine V8 moment. And it's like, that's exactly what I needed in the moment that I needed it to understand what I have been struggling with and going through, mm-hmm. you know, and so what did, what do you feel like was the and i hate to say the word aftermath but it's it's yeah. the right word here to use what was the aftermath of that like for you and how did it lead to a deeper healing for you because the lord just doesn't do that to go i'm going to reveal something to you and it's you know it's going to cause you more pain yeah. you know the lord does things for our at some point the lord's like uh, uh, he's the ultimate parent he's like listen it's time to get healing. It's time for you to get whole. It's time for you to be healed. What was that like for you? Yeah. And the way you describe that is really good because that's how each one of these little steps through the valley of the shadow of death have been for me. And, you know, on that side of like afterward, and what's funny is I, um, we had been praying before and somebody had prayed this over me that there is something that the Lord is going to be releasing you and it will release you to go and do this work that he has in front of you. And I'm like, all right, whatever, God, like, I'm asking, can you get this done soon? Like, I'm kind of on a time deadline. Like, you never thought like- <laughs> that Whole Foods would be a, a, a therapy source, huh? <laughs> like, and the dude, the dude, his name's David. He's fabulous. He's got long black dreadlocks and he's like this gigantic, he massages You never like know how the Lord's going to use people, no, right? No, he's amazing. And like, he calls me star sister. He's like, I love David. He's fabulous. But I'm like, that was not that was not what I expected. And if God can heal me at Whole Foods, I remember, I just bawled for about 20 minutes. And of course, David's like, you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm snotting everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And he literally just takes a paper towel and like lays it down on the armrest where I've snotted and cried. And like, cause I'm like, you're a grown man, deal with my emotions right now. I don't really care if you don't like this. And so that's where I am at this point. And it was so funny after it was all over, I told him, I'm like, you released something inside of me spiritually. He's like, I know I was praying for you. I'm like, ah. he was going to be wow. a pastor at one point. And the Lord said, no, you're a healer. You, this is what you're doing. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Like, that's so freaking cool. I mean, how is that going to happen? And I remember coming home and just being like, oh, it's gone. Like, it's over. I don't know what it was and I don't have to know what it was, but all I know is it ain't there no more. And, uh, I'm just going to say hallelujah glory. And again, for those, for those of, uh, of you in the audience that are like, you know, I'm not a God thing. That's cool for you. That's cool for you. All I'm going to say is take what you need and leave the rest. Take what you need and leave the rest from the story. Um, just know that there are people around you that can encourage you. There are people around you that can like do amazing things in Whole Foods on a sit down chair and your life could change in that moment. 
and you may not understand why, and that's okay. I would ask you to get curious. Just get curious. Well, and and here's the thing that I would say is that, you know, these these moments in life happen where you least expect them and when you least expect them. And if you've lived any kind of life and if you've lived good moments and bad moments, I mean, you know, yeah. we we are not we are not promised that everything is gonna gonna go according if if the last two and a half years have taught us anything, plans go out the window in an instant, right? You know, <laughs> things things happen in an instant where you go, okay, well I plan on doing this, 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 this and this. And it's like, no, not so fast, you know. But what was the atmosphere like in your house? You come back and were, were things were things different around you? Did the air feel different? Because some people have that experience. Like, like I'll share this with you. After I lost my dad, I carried, I, I literally feel, felt like my shoulders were like, 40 pounds a piece because people that know my story, my dad and I worked together. So I was carrying the, you know, my dad pastored a church and my mom was like, well, we need help at the church. And because he pastored a small church and my dad did, my dad was the worship leader. He was yeah. the pastor. He was everything. He, yeah. He did, he did everything. And then we worked together and it's like, okay, well, I've got to now work my job and my dad's job. And I felt like I had 500 pounds on my shoulders. And for me, the moment that it lifted in a dream, everything felt different to me. I literally felt that heaviness leave me. I, I know where I, I can take you to the spot in my house. You know, I'm getting up to go to the bathroom. And my wife's like, you okay? And I'm like, I, yeah, I am now. And I got tears running down my face because everything was different. I, I felt lighter. Did you feel that same atmosphere change? when that released inside of you in that moment? Yes. Oh my gosh. It was like the hustle, like sister, you don't have to hustle anymore. You don't have to hustle for the approval. You don't have to hustle for God's approval. You don't have to hustle for your mom's approval or your sister's approval or your boss's approval or your friend's approval. It was this, it was almost like, and maybe that's what a little bit of it, cause I'm still in the analysis phase of what the heck that thing was, but it was almost like, I don't have to people please anymore. I am just trying to figure out who Lee is at this point. Because I basically, because of the abuse, especially with extreme traumatic abuse, you just mirror what you think people need from you. Like, I'm not even sure, like, I'm sitting here going, Brian, I hope I'm being a really good podcast guest for you. I hope I'm entertaining and I hope I'm appropriately funny and like all that kind of stuff. Instead of just coming in like that, that, that would have been me. Like I'd be trying so hard. Right. And I just want to be me in front of you and take it or leave it. I hope it's, I hope. Yeah. Hope, who hope cares? Like this. Right. Yeah. Who cares? But I feel like that was almost something that was taken out of my back, like this punching bag in my kidney. It's like a sucker punch is what it always felt mm -hmm. like. And I have ruptured discs in my back for a lot of different reasons, but um, it's, it was almost like you can't sucker punch me anymore. I don't, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm not, that no longer exists here for me. And 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I've got to just be and figure out who Lee is. I've got to figure out what it is to be Lee and not be what Brian needs or Christopher, my husband needs, or my kids need, like just show up and be me. I mean, that I'm, I'm back in therapy, obviously. So this is what my therapist and I are talking about a lot. Well, no, what it, is your identity? Who are you? I don't even know what, what do you want? That me is to be? so, that is so cool. Lee, because here's the thing. I, I believe people all over the planet are searching for their identity. Like you, we, we talked about the filters of, social media it's like well i've got to stay behind this filter i've got to do this or i've got to do that and it's like it, it is so liberating to understand who you are and what you do and know that it's like okay listen i don't have to do what everybody else does i'm gonna tell my 22 year old all the time it's like look you don't have to do what everybody else does and who cares what they think about what you do yeah. you know and, and and I love that, Lee. As as we wrap up this conversation, I wish we had ten hours because we probably could go. Bro, for, you and for, I could go for a long yeah, time. <laughs> that's, yeah, there you go. What is your biggest piece of intentional encouragement for somebody that has walked through abusive trauma? What would you say if that person were sitting across the table from you? And they just poured their heart out to you like you've poured your heart out to this audience. Well, that happened last week, actually, with a girl over coffee. And I would say you're not alone. Statistically, you're not alone. If you've endured trauma, you are not alone. The second thing I would say is there's hope because there's help. And... You don't have to walk the valley of the shadow of death alone. Look around for the people that you could maybe believe could be your support. Start curating spheres of support intentionally. And not that you go out and you throw, you know, throw it all out there to see who, who's going to stick around, but being wise about who are your safe circles and then if you had really bad trauma experience, I would say, I thought I lost salvation because I didn't have love, joy, peace, patience, kind of all, the, all the fruit of the spirit all the time. Mm. I thought I wasn't saved. It was just that I had been tremendously hurt. And until I got to the bottom of the hurt and let the light shine on the truth, I wouldn't have all of those fruit of the spirit. And so mm -hmm. professional counseling and help and that there should be no shame yeah. to get the help that you need and the support that you need in order to be the best iteration of yourself in this world. You deserve to show up as the best iteration of you and not just for your kids and not just yeah. for your spouse and not just at work. You owe it to yourself to show up as the best iteration of yourself. And for me, I do it because I, I, I show up for God. But I also show up for me. Well, and here's the thing. A lot of times people have things in their life that happen prior to BS, before salvation. True that. You know, so, you know, when you come to the Lord, you repent of your sins, you're baptized, you're filled with his spirit. All that stuff's gone. All that stuff is washed away. It's and it's and God doesn't remember it. But but unfortunately, 
sometimes it's still buried very deep there. I, Lee, this has been such a great conversation. Her book on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Christian Books Sellers is called She Seems So Normal, Shatter the Plastic Princess, Embrace Authentic Faith. You can find her on Instagram, XOXO, Lee McKenzie, L-E-I-G-H-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E on Instagram or www.leemckenzie.com. Lee, what a great honor it's been. It's been my honor to have you on the Intentional Courage Podcast, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing the story. Thank you for putting these messy stories out there for people to hear. It is so, so important for others to hear these stories, Brian. It, it'll, this is what changes the world. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us today on the Intentional Courage Podcast. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.